Welcome to our Friendsgiving episode of Horse Girls. That's right, I know the name of the podcast. It's just a bit I do for Anonymous Alex and Jenna. Shh, don't tell them. It'll ruin the magic. But it is the time of year for us to reflect on the things that we're thankful for. And those things are always the neat people that we've gotten the chance to get to know. So we figured you'd want to get to know them too. So we sat down to talk to a few of them. On this episode, we've got Austin from Dungeons and Dragon Beams and Late Starters. And we've got Shannon, who is my bestie. And we've got Alex from Quid Pro Roll. So hang around and listen to us talk to them. And then at the end of the episode, I'll give you the information on where you can go find the neat stuff that they're working on. Happy Truck Month, everybody! <laughs> Alright, everybody, we have with us Austin, the great Austin from Dungeons and Dragon Beams. How are you, Austin? I'm doing good, and it's, yeah, happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So, this is our our Friendsgiving episode. I don't know if we ever named, Horsegiving? Horse Friendsgiving? I don't know if we ever named this thing that we're doing. Uh, We're giving each other horses and friends. We're giving each other horses. Uh, So, we're just talking to the cool people that we like in this world and talking about how we know them. So, why why don't you talk a little bit about how you met Alex? Because Alex is the first one of us that you knew, right? Yeah. Yeah, Alex is the first person I knew, and it was through animals. Ever. 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 (laughs) Since day one. (laughs) um, It was Animorphs Anonymous. I was, I don't know what made me pick the books back up one day. Uh, I think it was, I think it was because I had like this, the D&D system that I use for D&DB. I started making that, so I was like, all right, I need to read the books again so I can apply the the story stuff to mechanics, and I was like, did all that, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to do a podcast. Let me start listening to other Animorphs stuff. Found Animorphs Anonymous, heard an episode with Alex and Casey, joined the Discord, wrote wrote Alex after, after uh, listening to their podcast for a little while, and uh, Alex at first was like... Uh, sounds cool, but I'm busy. And I said, well, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Let me pitch this to you again. I said Animorphs and Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> so, fuck around, double tech to Alex. She says, all right, fuck it, let's, let's give it a shot. Uh, and that's how I met Alex. We started. So you you were in the Discord before. How long were you in the Discord before you started Dungeons and Dragons Beams? Uh, I had, I'd already ran like a game of what that system was like before joining the discord, but I think I was in the discord maybe a week or two before. Oh, okay. Okay. Before talking so to it. it was pretty soon after, <laughs> but you'd already decided you wanted to run a game and, and record it. Yep. Yep. I'd, uh, already, so I'd already did 
podcasts for like a few years and stopped doing stuff with uh, my previous people. Uh, they just we just stopped kind of recording together for a little while, and so I was like, I'm going to do my own thing, and so I decided to do that, and uh, I recruited people, one in queue from that show, and you know brought in one, and then yeah, from there picked up Alex, sent out a, a casting call, and Nate and Corey joined, and that's where we did it. No. Okay, so you said you ran you ran the game first before you. Mm-hmm. How did that go? Um. So, the people that I ran it for, uh, a few of them vaguely knew about animorphs. One of them had read a few of the books once when he was younger. Other ones had saw the show, and like that's like what their knowledge was of it. So they did not know what kind of game. The first session we sat down, they just made the characters and. And they all know how to play, like, they're, you know, can make a level 20 character in 20 minutes, D&D. Um, and, yeah, they, so, they made these characters that weren't very, you know, they couldn't do a lot. And they were like, all right, well, what's it going to be? So, I took them through this whole thing. They, um, you know, just did hijinks as teenagers, stole stuff, you know, uh, skipped class and stuff like that for, like, the whole day. One of them smoked weed. And then got shot at by a gang member. Mm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then at the end, they, they don't like, they all ended up at a construction site and I made a, a a ship crash land there. And, and that's how, and they were the ones that knew about Animorphs knew as soon as the Andalite came off. And (laughs) the other ones were like, what the hell's going on? And I had to basically explain it after the game. But we, after we did that first session, I think for like the next three weeks, we played like three times a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. Uh, well, okay, what, I gotta know now, what did you get from those sessions? What did you learn from those sessions that you had to take into Dungeons and Dragons moves with you? Um, like, it did help me balance a lot, so I knew, like, from some of the stuff that they were fighting, that uh, the, there had to be stuff that, that made the, uh, whoever was going to be the humanimals better. Like they had their morphs had to do something that could make them stay alive longer. So that's where some of the feats came in. A lot of it was balance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And also they gave me like lists of animals they wanted. So that helped me build up my, you know, I've like over a hundred character sheets on the, on the game of different animals and it helped me start building that up. Uh, Alex, I gotta ask, did you did you present a list of animals that you wanted for Dungeons and Dragons Booms? Um, I don't remember doing that. I I feel like no, Austin just had animals and then every time he'd give me like one, I'll be like, okay, but like what exactly kind of fly is this? What exactly <laughs> kind of snake is and that's really where he's come to like hate working with me on the animals part of it. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for more of that though. No, I'll, By the I'll, way, Austin you're going to be in hell. <laughs> <laughs> this, there are two now. Hell, some people's hell is another one. Seven. I like it. <laughs> so, I can only imagine that, that Alex's would have been the damn zoo. The oh. list of. Oh, she got yeah. the list. 
early. <laughs> she made sure she was an employee at the gardens, and like, yeah. as soon as that was there, she was like, all right, well, I know the animals, right? And I was like, ah, yeah, I guess you do, so. Yep, and I was like, give me every single one, and like, where it is. And I have, I have a full map that I... I feel like you made this available at some point, but I have full lists of where they all are and like their locations and like what exactly is there and so on. And like all the time I'll be like, okay, hang on, let's look at this map versus this map versus <laughs> this and like figure out where we're going. So my first interaction with Austin, Austin doesn't know this cause Austin wasn't there <laughs> or maybe Austin does know this. I don't know. Maybe we told the story. Um, so I listened to Dungeons and Dragon Beans, and this is after we had started Horse Girls. And I remember this because in the early episodes of Horse Girls, Alex attempted a Southern accent. <laughs> and I mean, I think I can politely say that it was an absolute train wreck. Um, it was delightful. Improved- <laughs> delightful is a, a better way to say it. It's not. Uh, a train wreck is a better way to say it. <laughs> but I remember being shocked listening to... Dungeons and Drake and Beams after hearing that poor Southern. And I'm like, how can you hang out with Austin? How, how do you for not more absorb at least minutes? a little bit? That's a- there are literal times where I'm like, okay, hang on. Stop the podcast. Did you say aisle or owl? Like, or did you say dial or dowel? I'm like, I can't, I can't understand. Oh, it's been a road we've had to get, get over the bumps. Uh, but wait, wait, so I wonder now. How's Alex's southern accent? Oh, it's <laughs> not good. it's no, it's what? light years, <laughs> leaps light and years. bounds beyond what yes. it was. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I cannot I wait for you. Tobias Maguire to make a comeback because I think <laughs> I, that he's improved. He has to. Have. I think that we could honestly go into you know small diners in South Georgia, and at least for like. <laughs> Three, four minutes pass her off as one of us. Just enough to get I by. Think, just enough to get by. Yeah, just right until she I asks ask if they're... Exactly, Jenna. You know. Are you a person at this establishment that I can ask some questions to? Oh. oh. Shannon did that to me the other day. Like she walked out and said something like, "Are you the person to whom I can inquire about X, Y, Z?" And I was like, "Allow me to tell you that I am the person to which you can inquire." And I was like, "Oh no, oh no." Um, I I do want to just put in a little thing here that there's a that's a fun bit that we do because that's how Alex talks to people in real life. Yes, in restaurants, genuine human um, beings get this treatment. Yes, um, Jenna did absolutely destroy me by putting in a little easter egg in one of the botched episodes i'm not saying that heck is a little bit alex but <laughs> heck is a little bit alex i relate a lot to heck i'm catching up now i'm not caught up but i relate a lot to heck <laughs> more than i probably should like that's the only thing too is like in dungeons and dragon beams i'm like i get Eximili. i get where he's coming from <laughs> Absolutely. So we did. Uh, we did get the chance. Uh, uh, me and Jenna, when we we took our trip up to Wisconsin, we did get the chance to stop by Louisville and then hang out with Austin for a minute in his natural habitat. <laughs> Hell yeah! But it's it's been fun. Uh, he actually came down for Dragon Con too, so we got to hang out a bunch also. But yeah, it, so that's your your sort of like gateway. And again. 
I guess it all sort of revolves around Animorphs, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. Like, when you boil down everybody's story, it all sort of lands on Animorphs, doesn't it? Yeah, that's how we all met. That's yeah. Every one of us. It's great. <laughs> Me and Alex talk all the time about how, like, the people you meet from Animorphs, you can just tell. Like, you can tell they read the books by the kind of people they usually are. There's We're some- all damaged. Yeah, damaged, <laughs> but but good. Good voice, but damaged. Y'all are all like a special kind of damaged because you grew up with these books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like 39 when I read them. Like, yeah. <laughs> We've had time to deal with the trauma and you're still yeah. in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was sort of a new thing for me. What were your What were your podcasts about before... Dungeons and Dragons. So, starting off, my very first podcast I was ever on was a fan show to a and d podcast where the first episode we talked about the show, and then the second episode we started a game that was like semi in the universe. Uh, we even had like one of their podcast people come on for the first episode. So, Dungeons and Dragons uh-huh. was what most of them were about. Um, through the years, I've been on stuff, a lot of pop pop culture ones, like, uh, one that's still going is Simply Unprofessional, and, uh, I, that was one of my friend Webby, that's what he does, it's just, they talk about anything from D&D to, uh, movies to comics, they just, you know, sprinkle it in, we had, I had one that I used to host that, for a little while that was called The Three Bestest Things, where we just named off, like, there was a category, and you, you told your three favorite things in that category. My favorite category we did was, like, best uh, hot foods that are better cold. So, like, pizza, <laughs> spaghetti, tacos, those, those are, like, my three. Uh, oh, I feel like we need to bring this back. Yeah. The three bestest things. This needs to be a, a Might, segment somewhere. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> the three bestest thing to put on pancakes. Oh, so- <laughs> This is what I was dreading. If I was yeah, going to be coming on this show, I knew this was coming. <laughs> My Jerry Springer moment where I just break it down into a fight. Yeah, the past. My past is coming back to haunt me. Sugarfoot, you bastard. <laughs> you just, you can't say some shit like that and not expect yeah. it to come up. Can I, well, hey, can I, can, I want to set this, the stage clear. I want to clear my name. Let me tell you this story about the sauce on the pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm not big on syrup. I'm not really big on pancakes, but, you know. That when, when you're young and your grandma makes you food in the morning, you either eat it or you don't, or you go hungry. So she said, I said, I don't like, well, Mima, I don't like syrup. And she said, you don't have to put syrup on pancakes. You can put anything on there. I said, like, what? I don't really like sweet stuff. I like savory. She said, you know, you can put chocolate on it, but you can also put sauce on it. And I said, no, 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 Mima, you cannot. And she said, just try it. Went to the fridge. Listening to Meemaw's advice. Poured some sauce on this pancake. Ate it. It wasn't half bad. I give you that. It wasn't half bad. <laughs> but that was the only time I've ate sauce on pancakes. I'm not knocking it. 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, was the whole point of that story just to throw your meme all under the bus? Then, what? <laughs> yeah. I did kind of put it off on meme all, didn't I? You kind of <laughs> did, yeah. I think, I think the idea is that no matter how much you believe in syrup, you can't argue with Meemaw. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's a fair point. The logic there. Yeah. I feel like I'd, I'd take my Meemaw down. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be the difference, though, between, like, Southern Meemaws and everyone else. Yeah. Well, Canadian, true. listen, you don't knock the syrup. It's in, <laughs> it's in the culture. It's baked in. It doesn't matter who says no syrup, they're wrong. <laughs> Listen, down here we like sweet things like gooey butter cake, and that's about it. I do like. Yeah, see, you see how everybody just got quiet and. Mm-mm. <laughs> we were thinking about it. <laughs> so what are you? Uh, what are you working on now, Austin? Oh, what do you got going on? What do I got going on? So yeah, we just well, we just finished book uh, two of Dungeons and Dragon Beams and. Let's just say we left on a, off on a really big cliffhanger with uh, some new improvements to the show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are, we're on a little bit of a hiatus for as far as D&DB goes. But uh, the next time we revisit will be Megamorphs 2. Oh. So. oh. I'm so excited. Wait. Was Megamorphs 2... Now, I'm not going to put... I'm not going to put anything on your story because mm-hmm. Megamorphs Two is going to be whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. But the original Megamorphs Two was that the Dinosaur Megamorphs mm-hmm. Two? Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. That was a fantastic book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> book. That's oh, sorry, not to revisit this, but that is one of the books I remember reading under the desk in early grade <laughs> school. What did they not let you sit? At the desk? Did you have to sit under the desk, or was no, that a choice? No, I had to have the book under the desk because I was oh, supposed right. to be paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought the the uh, the entire Alex no, was no, under no. the desk, and I was really wondering Alex what was, was going pretending on. to be a normal child. Alex was reading <laughs> Animorphs. If you wonder why I can't do math, it's because of Animorphs. <laughs> did you Did you all ever do the thing where you put like a comic book in like the textbook? And like, no, why you're supposed to be? It was a regular book. It was just a book in a book, oh, so it book, wasn't book. quite as effective. Yeah, oh. yeah, a book. <laughs> oh. I have too much ADHD. Um, I would just like forget and leave it out. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> or like, you get so intrigued, like, and the book's too heavy, so you put the book down and just got the the comic book up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you read a lot of comics when you were younger? Uh, when I was younger, I read them like sparingly, and then when I was like. Early twenties, I, I was uh, reading a lot of Spider Man, Walking Dead, yeah. uh, stuff like that, Ninja Turtles. Hell yeah! <laughs> I haven't. Oh, that. So when we were at Dragon Con, me and Austin were on this quest to find the the graphic novel of the Last Ronin, mm-hmm. which I ended up getting, and I still haven't sat down to read it. Oh, what the hell! Speaking of Ninja Turtles, it just started a uh, a. Uh, a run. It's called the Armageddon game. It's supposed to be real big. Yeah. Yeah. Clone turtles. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot that's happened in turtle lore that I've I've been out of the turtle game for a long time. Yeah. Oh, there- Tim, allow me to give you some tomes. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you can borrow them. I need them back. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's what's pushing me to comicsology is those uh the uh combined paperbacks yeah. or whatever for the Ninja Turtles. They're yeah. free for the first month at least. And they don't weigh thirty pounds <laughs> like the big mega editions <laughs> or whatever the hell they call them. Uh so you got you got another thing that started up recently oh, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that might involve some some people on here also. Mm-hmm. We, mm. uh, just started a late starters is what it's called. It's a Pokemon tabletop RPG. You know, we'll follow some some trainers that are a little bit older than normal. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit older than normal sounds like my entire <laughs> brand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, that's it. I'm going to start calling you that instead of an old-ass bitch. Yeah, Tim, you are a little bit older than normal. Uh, yeah, no, so uh, me, Alex, and Casey have been on a late starters with you, and it is we've recorded a, a few episodes now, and it's been a ton of fun. Yes. And I can't wait for people to hear it. Yep. Uh, and by the time this drops, the first episode's going to be out, and I hope everybody loves it. As a people, I cannot wait to hear it. <laughs> I told Jenna one two-minute scenario that Tim did the other day. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I need it. I need it in my ear holes. I need to know all of the things. I literally can't think of what that might be because <laughs> I don't remember doing anything good. <laughs> oh, you've done a lot of good. So I guarantee good. it was good, but from the sounds of it, it was like, the most Tim thing, so there's no way you would remember doing it because it would just feel so normal. <laughs> More of that big golden retriever energy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, by the time that this has come out, then they, I know that uh, DNDB streams on Twitch, so people can go back and watch that, but also uh, the preferred method for some of us because we don't have time to sit much twitches to listen to the podcast feed. Uh, and by then, people will already be aware that Jenna uh, is now a part of a What? I've no, yet what? to hear this, and I'm so beyond excited for it and <laughs> super excited to hear where it's going to go. Tim, we kept that secret. I know. I know it they... was so hard. And you can ask Alex the other day when we were recording Late Starters. I blew it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking blew it. And nobody <laughs> caught it. Oh, maybe, oh, maybe Casey caught, caught it. it. Well, yeah, Alex definitely <laughs> caught it. She told me. I didn't catch it. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't even remember talking about that just a Drake gun beams. <laughs> it's okay. To be fair. It, to, be the fair first time, to be fair. I caught it. I know it. The the first time he said something about like oh yeah from the show Sunday X Y Z happened, uh, which had to do with Jenna, and then the second oh. time he said yeah I can we can post this on D and D B I just need to clear this with Jenna Nate and Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't remember what the third one was, but I counted three. <laughs> so Should he we straight explain up gave it? Me- yeah. He straight up gave me spoilers and I missed it? <laughs> More than once, yeah. Oh, oh! one time I said something that happened in the episode that Casey or Tim didn't know about yet. And yeah. I looked up at Alex and I could tell she like Oops. she she curved it a little bit. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> 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 oh. 
And that's not to say that Jenna and I have not blown it either, because we absolutely have while recording. Oh my god, multiple times. <laughs> yeah, we'll be like, we'll be saying something, and then we'll just like stop mid sentence and message each other. Oops, nope. oops, I fucked that up. I'm so sorry, Tim. Nothing. I never <laughs> picked up. On so, it. so we haven't explained what we were doing, which is stupid. We, I don't know why we decided to do it. It was just fun. <laughs> we decided to grift Tim <laughs> and not let him know. That and I then was... in the last five yards before completing the grift, we completely <laughs> gave just, up. <laughs> just let it all down. <laughs> oh, man. No. Alex has been all over me. Like, they, they let me off the hook today, and it, it still even took me a while to get it <laughs> while they were telling it. Um, but uh, the, Alex has been all over me this week to watch the stream. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have that kind of time to just sit down and watch it. And like, but everybody kept telling me, like, no, this really amazing thing happens. And I'm like, oh, I really want to know what it is. I really want to know what it is. <laughs> Never once thought that it was. And then people started talking about it in the Discord, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's when we decided we had to give up, because we're like, well, we yeah. want to spoil it. If yeah. It's I don't want anybody to tell them unless it's us. The funny thing was, like, when when we did this, when we talked, uh, like when Jenna joined, it was not even what a week later that Tim joined Late Starters. Yeah. So it was like, and Tim was like, Let's, "I can't wait to tell tell everybody, tell Jenna." And he immediately and came to me, and I was like, "Oh, that's amazing!" Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! It was so good. Oh. I'm excited to be playing with both of you. Well, all three of you. I've been playing with you, yeah. Alex, you know. But I'm excited to, like, you know. I told Alex I was uh, infiltrating, like, all our other podcasts and plucking people from them. So Hell I got to yeah. get Cadmus the Crisis's boys and then okay. I'm good. Thank you, Austin, oh. for coming by and, and talking to us for a couple minutes. Thank you all for thinking of me and having me on here. No, it's... It's awesome, and I'm glad we get to hang out, and I'm glad we get to do other stuff. And I know mm-hmm. everybody else is. It's been a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to be a part of the amorphous blob that is the n- non-network. Yeah. <laughs> so where can people find you, Austin, if they want to keep up with you, which they do? They do? If you want to keep up with me, come on. I'm on Twitter at CZDrop. Uh on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ccdrop. Also, uh, yeah, we stream every, like like you said earlier, every other Sunday at 11 American, 10 Canadian. That's Eastern Central. I don't know how to tell people that. Uh, yeah. And it's awesome. Alex, Alex is still trying to run that grift that she lives in America. <laughs> I'm not falling for it. I'm not. I there know where. such a long yeah. period of time where I was so concerned you didn't actually know. <laughs> I had to tell Phil, too, because he's like, you and that Canadian. I'm like, okay, Phil, I know Tim says it, but I do live in the United States. I'm pretty sure that for the first two months that we knew each other, I didn't actually know. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, I I just thought you lived in Canada, and I was like, that's great. This is is me. This is when you know I'm doing it right, when I confuse everybody. (laughs) But, yeah, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. Okay, bye. And we're here with Shannon. Shannon, 
is Alex's friend that we know from Wisconsin. How are you, Shannon? I'm doing great. Couldn't be better. That's fantastic. The That's most enthusiastic idea. response to that question we have ever gotten. I know. It, it kind of <laughs> yeah. like shut me down for a second. I was like, oh. <laughs> Normally it's like 30 seconds of silence while they try to figure out who just gets to talk because I ask a dumb question to both of them. And it normally gets resolved in a, uh? hmm. yeah, 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 we're here. Shannon, how do you know us? Oh, let's see. I knew Alex first. Yeah. Uh, this is going back several years. Um, she used to ride at the same barn as I did, and I thought she was a spy because she would sit <laughs> in the tack room for hours cleaning tack and spying on me and my friend Anna and our conversation for the barn owner. Spy. Yes. I don't think we can rule this out yet. Oh, no. I haven't. Okay. Oh, no. Sorry. So she's just going in really deep. (laughs) Yeah. She's committed. I've even left that barn. Still in it. Followed me to my new barn, so... Very suspicious. <laughs> Bought a horse just to keep going into this ruse even harder. Yeah. Okay. Was there a first moment when you spoke to each other, or was it just a whole lot of walking past each other, judging each other? Um, I think there is a lot of uh, catching her laughing at our conversation quietly, <laughs> but not wanting us to notice. And then... Um, Such a I, creep. I think... I think our friend Anna must have talked to her first, and then me and her, me and Anna, were in private once, safe from Alex. And she's like, "Hey, Alex is kind of cool." <laughs> <laughs> she lied to you. <laughs> so, so then we started including her in the conversation. Okay, but so still suspicious. Yeah. Though, yes. Obviously. Yes. Absolutely. Definitely. All right, so you live in Wisconsin. Yeah. And Alex doesn't. We we think she lives somewhere near Canada, but we're not exactly sure. A little <laughs> south of Canada. It is. <laughs> like, the border is iffy. <laughs> they haven't established it quite firmly yeah. yet. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, okay, how are y'all at the same stable if y'all don't live that close to each other? Well, we're not that far away from each other. I live very close to... The southern border of Wisconsin, and she lives very close to the northern border of southern Canada. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) you know. Yeah, exactly. Wisconsin's in between. You get it. But this is not the stable that you're at now. No. Okay. So, that is kind of creepy. Like, what do you... mm, what do you think the information is that she's trying to find? Just like how how humans live. That's got to be it, actually. Well, yeah. she was spying for the barn owners, and they are very controlling German people. <laughs> That's true. And uh, I I imagine it was to see if we were like sneaking extra hay or something that we weren't uh, supposed to be okay. from the tack room, as okay. one does. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so horses. It was all about horses. It was about horses. That's appropriate. Um, You own horses? 
I, I, I ask like like I don't know the answer. Well, <laughs> or do they own I, you? Which, which one do they own? Truly, can you own freedom, Sam. No, no, <laughs> no. That's the point. You can't. I missed the part of how I know you and Jenna, so I don't know if we should go back or oh yeah, dive into my horses. <laughs> no, we can absolutely go back. We can circle back. I okay. just assumed that it was. Well, understood that the only reason we know people is because Alex knows yeah. people. Oh, yeah. We should absolutely talk. We should yeah. go into detail about this. I, I do ride her coattails <laughs> on all her friendships. <laughs> it's too much work for me to establish my I, own. No, so. Trust me, I, I, everybody I know, I know because of Alex and Jenna. Okay. Like, this is 100% the truth. <laughs> it's false. So I get it. This it's not is... true at all. <laughs> super not true. Okay, so, so yeah, yeah, how do you know us? Yeah, I... Th- I think I was just invited to Georgia one day for an escape room. (laughs) (laughs) This is a really cool escape room. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I'll drive 12 hours to Georgia. (laughs) Sure. And then we got plane tickets. We did. It was amazing. I remembered we had a a voucher from Mm -hmm. our canceled flight uh, from COVID. So we cashed in on that. Awesome. Badass. No, that was a really fun time. And then it wasn't it wasn't the only trip you've made down here, and I'm super glad about that. Yes. Uh, Less DragonCon was a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Yes, can't it wait was. for the next one. So, okay. Horses. Horses. Yeah, let's talk about your horses. I have far too many horses. Um, <laughs> I currently have about four and a half horses. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's like, talk about the four first, and then we'll get okay. to the half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess how long have you been riding horses your whole life? Um, I started when I was five. Yeah, we'll count that as whole. Life. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I started when I was forty-two, so <laughs> that yeah, we'll go with five as whole life. Um, okay. But yeah, wait. How how long have you owned horses since since five? Have you always owned horses, or since, is this a newer thing? Since eight. Since eight, I got my first one. Yes, okay. and then I just kept accumulating. <laughs> At one point, I was up to five, a solid five, not four and a half rounded, but five. <laughs> um, yeah, but some have died. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Bring it down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry okay. about that. <laughs> so uh, how does one get half a horse? Okay. Um, well... On accident is the answer to that. (laughs) Uh, So the fifth one, half one, I don't technically own. Alex and I are share together leasing him from our barn owner, uh, essentially because we felt bad for him. Uh, He was was, uh, from a kill pen in Texas. And a girl at the barn shipped him up here with no plan of taking care of another's horse, financially speaking. So as soon as he got up here, she was trying to give him away and find a new home for him. Uh, So our barn owner took him. And uh, after he put a kid in the hospital one day and oh. threw a kid off the next. Alex and I were like, we're super interested in this horse. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and yeah. Not enough murder horses. We needed, we needed one. Right. Only two of my horses have broken bones mm-hmm. and I need 
I need at least three. (laughs) Okay, the the two. What are the names of your horses? Okay, there is Bobby Socks, which is also Sir Robert Footsleeves, (laughs) if you want to address him formally. Which I do always, every time. Of course, yeah. Um, Only like close people can call him Bobby Socks. (laughs) 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 He has never broken a bone. Although he did separate my shoulder. Oh. He's never done a single goddamn thing wrong in his life, and you no, know that. that was my fault for being hungover. It was. Oh. <laughs> it would have been your fault even if you weren't hungover. Let's just get that straight. Oh, yeah. It was poor riding yeah. on he my was part. A perfect, he is and always has been a perfect baby angel. Yeah. Mm. This is true. Uh, then there is Aiden, who has broken a bone. <laughs> It's barely his fault. Okay, so Bobby Socks is 27. Aiden is 25. And then, um, so they're basically retired. And then I have Mesa, who is 10. And then Prada, who is 7. She came from New Mexico. We had a fun road trip to get her. And then our... Shared half horse is Gambit. Gambit, that's a good that's a good horse name. Um, Mesa and Prada were the two that I was trying to get to because Mesa and Prada were the two that we had the most experience with when uh, yeah. Jenna and I went up to Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. Mesa is the one that you rode, right, Jenna? No, I rode Prada. You rode Prada. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so Mesa was the big, big one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mesa was the one that. Was it Mesa that stole the drink? Yeah, yeah, he took my can. Yeah, and then I took a drink later, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> it happens to all of us. <laughs> yep. Uh, watching Gender Ride Prada was uh, delightful because Prada was so well behaved. <laughs> she was not having it. It was what was happening. She was like, "You, do- you are broken, ma'am. <laughs> this is not going to happen." <laughs> And then watching the whirling dervish that is Pony in the background. Yes. Just made it more dramatic. It was awesome. It adds a layer of anyone could die at any moment that is just missing from most riding, I feel. (laughs) All right. uh, So you also are uh, part owner of the escape room, correct? That is correct. Uh, Seven Keys to Escape in Wisconsin, which Jenna, I have done and it was amazing it's the best escape room Everybody it is go do it it's my favorite escape room that i've done it's my favoriteest escape room i've ever done and i'm not biased it's just really good yeah legitimately also yeah. i did like having notes chucked at my head that was probably my yeah, favorite that's part that's the best that's my favorite part, <laughs> my favorite part. people really like that i know yeah. i've i've never seen anything it like had that. some danger so uh, just to let everybody know when you're doing the escape room uh instead of like giving you clues or notes on a you know, computer monitor or whatever, they write them on post-it notes and fold them up and put them in a pool noodle and throw them at you. And I think that's damn delightful. Small pieces of a pool noodle. You're not getting yeah, like the yeah, whole yeah, thing. You're not getting the whole pool noodle, full noodle. But yeah. You might wind up with a whole one at the end. Yeah, <laughs> they put them all together. <laughs> so how did y'all get, uh, I, I know that we all do escape rooms a lot, uh, and it's a ton of fun. But how did y'all get to owning an escape room? I did some dice. Ac- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we rolled a d20. <laughs> 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 it 
we uh, so we we were obsessed with playing them, and uh, we always thought it'd be fun to own one and design them, um, but also thought it would be unrealistic to do so. Uh, but then one day I saw a Facebook ad for Seven Keys to Escape uh, was up for sale, and I emailed them asking for the price, thinking it would be like completely out of our budget, unreasonable. And they responded back with a number that was possible. So there was some negotiation time, and then D20s were rolled, and, <laughs> and here we are. New business in the middle of a pandemic. Yep. What could go wrong? Yep. We high-load ourselves. I don't know if we won or lost, but we did high-low ourselves. <laughs> Uh, y'all are, it's Fossil Finders right now is the game, but y'all are, y'all are thinking about putting in a new one soon? Yeah. Uh, this summer we are tearing out Fossil Finders and building something new. I don't know if we're allowed to disclose that information. I, I have I no wouldn't. idea. I wouldn't. Make, okay. them, make them go see it. If you want to know what it is, you got to go pay. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be great. Okay. We won't even put it on our website. No. We'll just be like yeah. mystery room. Be like, yeah. Do you want to book an escape room? Yes or no. <laughs> be great if like the first thing that you have to do is find out what the theme is. Like that. That's yeah. you have to find out puzzles that's... to find out the theme. And the theme is saw. You're dead. Bye. Oh no. That's what I. I you know what? When they said that it, 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 mystery theme, that was the first thing I thought of was that little, the little puppet on a the tricycle. Does that thing have Jigsaw? a name? Jigsaw? Is that is that yeah. no Jigsaw's the guy, right? Or is oh, it the, oh, I thought that the puppet was also. I don't know. I guess Let's so. See. I'm gonna go with that because I don't know any better. I've never seen this movie. <laughs> Me either. I I am absolutely confused. His name is Billy. That there is a movie that Alex hasn't seen. That's weird, right? I know. Are you being serious right now? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, it's it, it seems to come up all the time that the, the, the only response is I haven't seen that movie unless it's one of the five movies. Like mm-hmm. Alex's top five is all five movies that she's ever seen. <laughs> well, it makes it easy when people <laughs> yeah, ask yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. So she just can't watch a movie ever again because no. I refuse. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the I, I don't know what the hatred is of movies. I don't know why you despise <laughs> movies. I don't. I just, like, who has time to sit down for two hours? <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Yeah, but. Well, I mean, do we do it every have... week, but. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. But that's yeah. for this, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did, Alex, what do they do on your planet to pass the time if they don't yeah. go see movies? I don't think I'm allowed to disclose that information to the off-worlders. Fucking Andalites. <laughs> Maybe this is a southern Canada thing because I also don't haven't seen many movies. Yes. Did you know that people in Canada, when they go bowling, they only use five pins? <laughs> is that true? There is five pin bowling, yeah. It's an actual sport. But like it's there's also regular bowling. Like there's both. <laughs> that hasn't been proven. We haven't seen <laughs> it. There's regular yeah, we haven't seen it. We've only seen people talk about Have you the, seen five pin bowling? Yeah. yeah, it was in that show. There's also a place here to go. Shit. Well, so it could be a southern thing, too. 
Oh, oh shit. S- Southern thing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're getting so good at it. I'm so proud of you. I'm killing it. Lately, all my all my Southern words are just really... Okay, so you're you're in Wisconsin, Shannon. Have you always been in Wisconsin? Well, not not every second of my life, but I've. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a couple minutes I was in Georgia. Yeah. yeah, but we just told you, Tim, she was in Georgia recently. <laughs> but I I always have lived in Wisconsin. <laughs> Did you go to? You're an accountant. Yes. Okay. Did you go to school in Wisconsin also? I did. Did you? Yep. You didn't go to the same school that Alex did because they they, <laughs> oh, they draw they draw turtles there. That's all we do uh, is Alex. draw turtles. Yeah. yeah. There's you, no numbers. You draw dicks. Out. Yeah, there's a lot of dicks. <laughs> we draw a lot of dicks there too. Turtles and dicks. That's it. Turtles. Which is really essentially you kind of start the same way. Yeah. <laughs> the school the school mascot is the turtles and dicks. Do you want to know what our school mascot actually was? I hope it's a turtle dick now. It's what, what not. Is it? It's yeah. a river rat. Okay. What, huh. what is a river rat? The large Tim. rats that live in the rivers around a, Milwaukee. A muskrat. Oh, see, no, I know. I was waiting for you to tell me it was some kind of like sea otter or something. They nope. just call it a river rat. It's it's actually a rat. Legitimate large rat. Why would you pick that as your school mascot? I didn't. No one consulted no. <laughs> me. Because they're fierce. <laughs> what would your It's an art school. We had Come a Quidditch team, no. Tim. Shut up. <laughs> what, uh, what would you pick for your mascot, Alex? I don't know. Andalites. The Andalites, of course. Yeah. 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 That's what it would have been. With your tail blades. Plastic can't sue us because we're at school, so they have to support I us. I don't know that that's true. <laughs> I don't know either. It probably is. You just say stuff with confidence and hope everybody goes with it. Mm-hmm. You can't sue me. You can't sue me. I'm a school and you're a scholastic. Do you understand? Connection? <laughs> All right. So you, you, you got half a horse. What do you, what do you do with half a horse? Are you going to like train it and teach it? And I don't know, take it to the circus, start a attraction. I think the circus is if he fails our training. Yeah. Then oh, you, the circus then you, is, the, the you don't you don't go up to the circus. Yeah, you go down. I thought that was what we worked towards was was the circus. So what's the? No, we all we hit rock go. bottom in our early twenties, and that's why we did circus shit, Tim. We. Yeah, we we Tim, we, we we did all circus. Done circus shit. <laughs> I, mean, I was in my late 30s, but whatever. <laughs> we ought to hit rock bottom sometime, okay? Yeah. You can't just be successful, yeah. go to school, do exactly. all the right shit forever. I, I, did. I did. I never went to the circus. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll take you down sometime. I was there last yeah. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon was literally working a like, circus horse show last weekend. Were you really? I was. I okay, was. Well, um, what did, yeah, what did you do? Uh, I was behind the scenes, uh, like, changing out the tack and the, the costumes for the horses between acts. So it was a very intense uh, thing because they, like, go in one after another after another. And it has to be, like, seamless to the audience. So um, there's a lot of dressing and undressing horses very quickly and in the right order. 
That's insane. I've been a dresser for like stage productions before. I can't imagine doing it for horses. Yeah, so there's so like naked money. girls and naked horses everywhere backstage. <laughs> Everybody's dream. Lose. Yeah. yeah, that's why I did it for free. <laughs> well, we did get tickets though, so we can take yeah. Tim later. Yeah. <laughs> I did earn you tickets with my free oh, nice. labor. Nice. Uh, all right, so you do eventing also? I try to, yeah. That's yeah, okay, that's a good caveat. Try should be. <laughs> what, how do you what do you mean you try to? Um, we're just not fantastic at it, but we uh-huh. give it a, a, a good go. <laughs> <laughs> our, our team is Team Struggle Bus. That's our show team. And we've adopted our new motto now from Botched, which is if you lose us points over the tricaner, you'll embarrass us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and you and you teach classes is that a thing was not didn't you do like a 4-h thing what was that thing that y'all were doing oh yeah um we did a 4-h demo on jumping uh the last two years um so that was nothing super high tech um <laughs> it's because it, it's a bunch of kids who like some of which have barely ever seen a horse and uh the rest of them ride western so like anything english is is new to them so yeah so um we just did a simple uh description of of what jumping is and the different different types of shows that do jumping and uh styles of jumping and then uh we jump a little pattern and yeah and this is for people who want to become jumpers is uh, that what you call them jumpers yeah okay uh yeah generally not um oh, okay <laughs> some of them we did inspire one young boy to want to get into it um but the the rest seemed pretty hardcore western riders there was the one girl that tried that wanted to try and then i think like she was so, so bad at it. Um, and she, I think we destroyed her emotionally. We were trying so hard to help her, but like, oh, no. I, don't, I don't know what the disconnect was. Uh, she wasn't <laughs> listening to anything we told her to do, really. Yeah. Um, but you, did, you didn't do the hockey coach thing, did you? Uh, like to the Leafs? No. Oh, oh. okay. I was, I was very nice. Say, I, no matter what I was doing. If you were the one trying to help me and you were doing the hockey coach, I would no longer be doing it immediately. <laughs> I quit. It's not fun anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the hockey coach thing is, but I'll tell you that every photo shoot that I have of my horses, there's a picture of Alex in the background having a stern talking to one of my horses. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much the hockey Okay. Uh, that's true. <laughs> when we went to see the Leafs play the Predators... Uh, we sat there the entire time and aside from flicking off the cameraman, uh, Alex did not say one disparaging comment about my predators, but for a full 60 minutes plus intermission times, she ripped on her team the entire time. I was giving them good advice, Tim. Uh, it's true. (laughs) The, the, the one time they did exactly what she said, they did score a goal. The one time. Well, 
Maybe they yeah. should start listening to her and maybe paying her. Yeah, I'm saying. I, I mean, I can't dispute that. But it is quite a sight to see. It is <laughs> great. Great. And everybody should do it. I did forget to mention that Meso is the other bone breaker. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh. Very important. Alex's bones. Yeah. Precisely. Oh, was that what happened to your hand? Yeah. Oh, oh I didn't shit. know it was Mesa. Oh. It was not his fault. It was it was an incident before a jump. He tripped and I just I put my hand down in the wrong spot and used it to prop up all of my body weight, which is too much for just this bone. That's a that that was a a rather large horse too, so I imagine it was a long way to go down. I didn't fall off. Okay, how did you break your hand if you didn't fall off? Okay, so here's what happened. We were going at the jump, and he was getting excited, and right before the jump, he, like, tripped down and then, like, hurled himself over it. So he got over it, but the down, I braced, like, I braced myself with my hand on the pommel of the saddle, and then he came up, and I pushed my whole upper body up. And so the, the strength of, like, him landing on the other side with me pushing my whole body weight up it just was all the forces from both directions on this one exact part of my hand mm-hmm. and it broke the bone and then i i was still on i stopped him i dismounted i fixed the fence i then palpated my own broken bone called the nurse over handed her the horse and said i'm gonna pass out and then went down <laughs> and shannon was like what the fuck you, is happening <laughs> did you pass out yeah, i did yeah oh god yeah, because um, I was manipulating my own broken bone, but I handed the horse off first, and that's what's important. Hold on, yeah. I have to, I have to huddle with Jenna, Jenna, real quick. All right, all right, huddle. All right, Jenna, Jenna, Jenna what does palpating mean? Um, so I like, thought that was a heart thing. Like taking your hand and like feeling around and pressing. Oh no, that sounds. I think I might. Pass I'm, I'm, I'm just like awful. I'm demonstrating like how Alex would have done it to herself when she broke her uh, hand. I was like, oh yeah, that's broken right yeah. there. Yeah, that's the break. Oh, no. oh, that sounds awful. So this is the word you learned today. Yeah, yeah. Wait, it's not a horse term. <laughs> it could be. It's, it's a, kinda it's a life term. It's, yeah, life term. You know, I'll screw that up though, right? <laughs> like I'll just be walking. I'll trip. I'll break my hand. And then I'll stand up and I'll be like, everybody calm down. I've got a palpitation. <laughs> somebody come it's palpitate okay. me. Yeah, somebody. <laughs> it's, the, it's the PNCPR. Somebody come palpitate me. <laughs> I think it's broken. PNCPR? What is the PNCPR? <laughs> Pul- pulmonary. Cardiopulmonary oh, resuscitation. That one I do know. Okay. I okay, know. <laughs> but if it's palpitations, what's the C and the R in Tim's new world? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Come palpitate right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now is one word, of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> yes, that is accurate. <laughs> T-shirts. <laughs> Come palpitate right now. <laughs> I'm oh, trained in CPR. No. <laughs> just like oh. somebody needs CPR, I just go grab their hand. I gotta put the bone back. It's the <laughs> only way. Feel it around. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you for coming and talking to us, Shannon, and thank you for knowing Alex. <laughs> then you, then you got to know us, and that makes us happy. Aw. <laughs> Thanks for just getting on a plane to Georgia with no other explanation. (laughs) Yes. 
I had nothing going on that weekend. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're better than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. I always have something going on. I so, you're gonna so, say that's not true. You're not better than nothing. No, I I did not go riding, so I could come meet you. You were probably okay. also promised a big chicken, though. So, like, that's also an important I mean, thing. I think I I had already said yes before I knew about the big chicken, but it sure was a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> The three people that came to Georgia just standing, staring up at the big chicken is one of my favorite photos ever. Fantastic yeah. photo. Yeah. One day yeah. there'll be an album and that will be on the cover. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So good. And we're here with Alex from Quid Pro Roll. Hi, Alex. How are you? Oh, hello. I am doing wonderful now that I'm here. Okay. So this is our Friendsgiving episode, so we're just talking to cool people. So... Why don't you tell us how you know the people on this call? Did you guys run out of cool people so you had to ask me? Heck no. Uh, so I have met Jenna in particular, and I think Alex, I met you over when we were coordinating the Guild of Granddaughters show. <laughs> Jenna, I met at Dragon Con, and we yeah. both had the same level of insanity that we were doing <laughs> on the panels. Um, and Tim, you and I met basically over internet. <laughs> true it, it is, is true i i have all like i have it saved on occasion that i go back and read the sent the thing that you sent to the qpr facebook <laughs> where you're like Does this, did you specifically make this show for yeah, me and no. literally brandon goes yes we did horse girl tim yes we did so okay so this is exactly how it happened like four months before dragon con jenna had been saying tim you need to listen to quid parole and i'm like Okay, Jenna, it's not like you're always right about everything that I'm going to enjoy, <laughs> but I'll get to it, right? And then we watched the 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 first Guild of Granddaughters and then the second one at Dragon Con, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to burn through this. And it's I go back to Jenna, and I do the same thing I do whenever she recommends stuff. I was like, Jenna, this is so good. Have you listened to this? Have you listened to Quid Pro Roll? It's no. fantastic. You all are very, you you all are treasures, and I appreciate your terrible taste. One of my favorite things was we had this, like, big plot reveal that I had been clearly, like, leaving, like, little nuggets. And Jenna sends me in all caps when it's revealed, I knew it. And it fueled me in a way that nothing, I've been chasing that high ever since. I think that, like, other than on a panel at Dragon Con, that was, like, the first time that we had talked. I was just like, I fucking knew it. It was great. It was awesome. And I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, When we did the second Guild of Granddaughters show, I, I had such a good time with it. And there were two things that I just lost my mind. One was when Kate did the the <laughs> blow up thing under, like she's like, hold on, and she goes under, and she clicks it on, and you just hear, Vrrr, and she's like, <laughs> and she's sitting here, and she's like, I thought this was going to be funnier, and I'm like, what are you talking about? This is the funniest thing that has happened. And then when you guys were doing something else, and I was being the you know dice stacking kid, and I'm trying to bounce, and after I've taken all my chances, I finally bounce the ball in. To, into the thing and I stare at and there's this one guy in the audience who was watching me do this and he was like <laughs> like he was so trying not to like laugh or cry I wasn't able to tell which because <laughs> I was literally just like well alright cool this is uh, this is my life now 
I just, uh, th so thank you, Alex, for building it so that I had a violent flashback to my terrible days in gym. <laughs> I would say I'm sorry, but like. No, you're not. That whole no. thing's the highlight of my life. No. Man, I've gone back and rewatched like just the end, just the sports part of that video a million times because it is the, my favorite thing. I'm like telling you, that reaction to that panel had to have been heard. Like, probably on oh. other floors, the way that place <laughs> erupted. It was so It was easily the best panel I saw. It was so, it was so good. It was so good. It was so beautiful. It was so pure. It was so, like, I, I'm legitimately like, all right, we're doing this as a reoccurring thing now. This is great. This is delightful. I don't know how long till you run out of puns, though, is my oh, concern. never. Here's the problem. The list is so long. <laughs> I we just made years. a new concept for one last night. <laughs> Alex and Jenna have a shared cork board with just, like, mm -hmm. dozens yeah. of pictures of, like, Weird Al Yankovic and, like, <laughs> various Reddit posts. And they're all linked by Red Thread. Perfect. Tim knows my penchant for red thread, so. Oh, it's yep. it's so good. The real problem is uh, specifically the bird puns. We are going to have to pivot a little bit from <gasps> bird puns. No, yeah. we don't. <laughs> That's true, we don't. <laughs> See, my favorite point was when I'm sitting here and, like, I knew who we had on the, on the cast and I knew who they were going to be playing. So I'm like, okay, I will play the one character that has their shit together because <laughs> everyone else will be chaos gremlins and they need a mom. Um, and so I'm sitting here and I have this like stalwart stone-faced character who I'm like, well, Alex knows the answer to this and uh, Ainine knows the answer to this and uh, well, guess it's time. And I just like <laughs> smash the rocket with the bird. And I'm like, well, that's, uh, that's a wrap, guys. Everyone's I face when you did that was so fucking good. I was literally sitting here, I'm like, well, I know what pun they're going for, and Ainine doesn't have the emotional hang-ups I do, so, uh, sorry, crush. I literally, like, I mean, I need you guys to understand, I can't eat pork because of an allergy, but we didn't know that I couldn't eat pork for a really long time, because I made eye contact with a pig on its way in, like, a truck one eat one day. And I couldn't eat pork after that because like, I just, I, I, it, it felt wrong because I really like pigs. And I like, I looked in his eyes and I was like, Oh God, no. Uh, and then just like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. And we found out way later that it, it it's great that I can't because it makes me really sick. Um, and now I'm just at the point that I'm like, okay, I don't eat mammal anymore. Now I'm going to start working off the poultry. And then we'll get to the fish because if I, I can't, uh, I, I can't do things all at once. I have no willpower. I have to. I'm. I'm very much a dip my toe into the pool and like spend an hour acclimating. So I love that the vegetarian came up with the thing that caused the person who is going that direction to kill a bird. Yeah, I mean, look. Yeah, I need a. It's not me. She gets to. She does a lot of cool stuff that I wouldn't do, like exercise regularly and lift weights. So like. I'm not going to do those things. That's why I play Dungeons and Dragons. So I can make a character that'll do that for me. Like we're having, like you're sitting here, Alex is sitting here, Jenna's sitting here. And they're both like, yes, we are making you do sports competitions. And I'm like, I play Dungeons and Dragons professionally. What the <laughs> hell makes any of you think that I can sports? <laughs> That's why we did it. Yes. Monsters. Monsters. <laughs>
It's terrible. You should feel bad. I know you don't, but you should. We don't. Just like, no intellectually. The only part that I was even slightly concerned about was getting that glitter ball through airport security. Mm-hmm. After that, it was smooth sailing. Oh, is, is it because it was filled with like liquid? That yeah, and, and an electronic glowing LED device. I was half expecting you to say if they didn't let you through, you were going to like stab it and shotgun the glitter <laughs> liquid inside the That would have been genius. See, I immediately thought bounce it over the machine and just go retrieve it later. <laughs> it's already in there now. What, what can they do? Gone. Yeah, I got sorry. rid of it. Yeah. Too late. So I I do get to tell Jenna periodically, like as I'm going through the thing, I give her my little highlights of it. But my favorite ones are when somebody makes a joke, which by the way, there is one that has stood out with me. And I think about daily. That was probably just the biggest throwaway joke ever on that show. But um, I my favorite jokes happen. I laugh out loud. And then Alex's voice comes in and says, no, we're better than that. <laughs> we're better than that. And I was like, oh, no, we're not. Oh, no, we're not. In, in early part, like up until like episode 30, you'll have them ro- make like, should I roll to throw up? And I'm like, we don't do that. I've had them roll to not throw up like 80 times since then. And I'm mm-hmm. literally sitting here like you listen to early episodes and like you go down and it's just like you can hear my descent into madness yes, as I go. so good. Because, like, there are a couple of people who, it's always wild when anybody that I don't know, like, listens to the show. Like, when we go to conventions and stuff and somebody comes up and is like, I love the show. My immediate thought is, why are you listening to this? You're not my mom. (laughs) You're not one of my friends who's, like, trying to be supportive. What are you doing listening to this show? Um, Because I, I don't know how to process compliments other than that. (laughs) <laughs> um, and a couple of my friends were like, yeah, you know, we've, you, we've been talking about it. I mean, no, this is, we'd love to, ch- we're going to check it out. We're going to listen to it. And then I, them come back and they're like, so we've been listening to the show. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I promise I'm not in crisis. <laughs> well, it's, it's so much of it is because like one of the friends that has started listening to it is like this very serious academic. Like she, she'll like pick like narratives and stuff like that apart because like she's literally like she teaches like comic theory in in like college classes like she's brilliant and she's got such like a hawk eye for narratives no pun intended and (laughs) she was like yeah so I caught up with the other shows I was listening to so I started listening to quid pro roll and I was like oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh god I um okay Sure. Uh, our friendship was great while it lasted. <laughs> Guys. Um, there was actually, it was wild one time. So people would come into my shop because, you know, we talk about it all the time on the show. And also, you know, we're in a major city. So like people live there right. and buy things. Um, but there was this one time that a guy comes up and he sees like this, I have like a little button board and it has some of the quid pro roll buttons on it. And he's like, is this quid pro roll merch? And I was like, uh yeah yes it is it, we we're actually the store that does that show he's like yeah yeah it was and he's like turns to his friends like it's like the first actual play i ever listened to like i really need to get caught up on it you know i was really into it for a while and i was like well you know we're really appreciative of you for listening man thanks and i don't think he realized who i was because <laughs> oh, then no. somebody else came in and they were talking to me and it just so happened that it came up that i was talking about like you know professionally dming because he was asking about starting out dming and i'm like look i do this as like part of my job if you have any questions like please let me know i really like helping new dms and he's like so like you do that like i've heard a lot of prof- like professional dms are like voice actors and i'm like that's a stretch um <laughs> 
And he's like, no, but like they do like podcasts and stuff. I'm like, the store does have a podcast. And he's like, oh yeah, uh, are you part of it? And I go, yeah, I'm the DM. And the first guy like whips around and like <laughs> stares at me. And I'm just like, uh, yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. Um, I'm going to go into my shame closet because I don't know how to deal with this social interaction. Um, know that I appreciate you and I don't know what to do with myself. Have a great day. Please, uh, please buy some dice. Have a good day. I need a shame closet. I honestly, I this desperately. we have a back room that is our, sh- our shop is the size of a shoebox. Like it is a very small store and the back room would be great for processing if we could like keep enough stuff in there. But literally it's this point, it's where we hide to like hunch over our lunches so we can eat it without like having <laughs> someone ask us to help them find something. And there was one time, the most like violated I've ever felt in my life was somebody came like around the corner and leaned into the back room while I was eating lunch. And I'm just sitting here like, you have broken the sacred seal. (laughs) You have entered and profaned this holy place. (laughs) This is where I watch like live reads of Reddit Am I the Asshole drama and like eat Rice Krispie treats. What are you doing coming in here while Marky is talking to me? <laughs> uh, I spend so much time listening to, like, Reddit, like, drama posts. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I'm at the age where, like, a lot of my friends don't really have drama anymore. Like, they're settled down. They're, like, they're either, they're, like, moving in with their significant other who they have a very stable relationship with. Or, like, they, they had a kid, like, a year or two ago and that's going fine. So, like, nobody's got, like, anything crazy anymore. So I need, I need it somehow. So I just read, I just will read Reddit relationship drama and like, am I the asshole and just no mother-in-law? And I just like live there. I just, I just sit there. I'm like, please, someone need, need my advice specifically. So, okay. So we've talked about, uh, you obviously run Alpha Comics and Games comic book shop. How did that come about? So, uh, there, there's a couple of layers to it, actually. Um, so there was a very long-standing shop for decades in Richmond, Virginia called Dave's Comics and Dave's passed on and it was really tragic. Um, he was, you know, he was older, like it, he, he, you know, had lived a life, but it, it was still really upsetting for the community because he died very suddenly. And, um, the... His, his wife, I think, had a lot of trouble trying to run Dave's without Dave. Like, I felt like, like, it, it was really hard. And we, and, and my father and I were having a conversation because I had just quit a job because uh, my life had been threatened. And I was kind of like, I don't really want to do this job anymore. Uh, so I'm going to leave. And I can give you the context for that in a second, if you'd like, because it's a, uh, I, I saw all of you kind of go part. Um, I just need one name. I'm, I just need one name. I'm not. I'm just going to talk to him. 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 Why worried? But I, I literally call my parents. I'm like, hey, do you guys mind floating me for like a month or two while I find a new job? Because uh, here's what happened. And they were like, quit the job immediately. Leave. And I was like, okay. Um, and so we, my dad and I were talking back and forth. And he's like, you know. What if we had run, you know, what if we took over, you know, Dave's and like started our own shop? Because my dad has always been into 
comics. I've always been into comics, but he's never been into like gaming, which I really am. And we're like, you know, the, between your knowledge of vintage stuff, my knowledge of modern stuff and like the gaming expertise, we could, we could do a lot. It would be really cool. Uh, so I started working at this shop called Nostalgia Plus um, for this couple whom I am still friends with this, who this day, they were teaching me essentially how to run a shop. Um, and it didn't eventually work out for us to pick up uh, Dave's, but they did, you know, figure out what they were doing. Um, and again, we're still friends with all of those folks. And uh, Marsha and Marvin, the, the, the previous owners of Nostalgia Plus, uh, I had worked for them and they basically paid me in teaching me. I was their intern um, and they taught me everything. And after a while, my now business partner and best friend, Brianna, she, you know, came in and started working for them as well because she also was going to be a part of it. And at one point, Marsha was kind of like, you know, you guys are planning to open a store. And we're like, yeah. And she's like, we want to retire. Do you guys want to just buy wow. nostalgia from us? And we were like, oh yeah, that'd be a lot easier. Let's do that. That's much better. <laughs> um, and so we took over the store. We rebranded it. We got it all reorganized. We completely, you know, gave it a facelift. And I found out later that there were a lot of people that were in the community because Richmond has a really large comic community. They had been like, what are these two crazy children doing? What? I'm sorry, they're doing what? And fortunately, everyone's kind of come around and been like, okay, they, they seem to have some level of competence. We'll, we'll let them have their space. Um, and that's, that's really what happened. Um, the, it's, it, it started dramatic and then just kind of ended with a, oh, this is convenient. Yeah, let's do it this way. This will make more sense. And Marsha and Marvin got to retire and they still come in like every other week or so and, oh, you know, wow. pick up their books and hang nice. out. And it's, it's sometimes it's wild. Cause like it, when they come in, like everybody that's been like a regular for, you know, cause they were open for decades. Like if you count like the tenure of alpha into nostalgia's like time, it's been 40 years. Like oh, they've, wow. they've been around for a while. So like, they'll come in and everybody, like a lot of the regulars get like super excited and like, they also crowd around and I'm like, well, uh, do you guys want me to get you guys, you kids some drinks? Like uh, <laughs> you guys are hanging out here. Do you want to maybe a cheese platter? Like, can I get you some guys? Anything? And it's just really great. I'm, I'm really happy with everything that we got to do. And I got to meet up with the Goblins and Growlers guys who we run a quick pro roll with because me and our now sound engineer that I had no idea had that ability when I met him, uh, Gabriel, he and I, he, he came to me and he, he had been coming into the store for a minute. And I was like, I like this cool, weird goth kid. He, I like this guy. <laughs> um, because if you have not met Gabriel, he is a vampire who is just pretending to be a human mortal. Yes. <laughs> um, he is the, he is the most elegant human being I have ever met. And I just, I, I would die for Gabriel, but Sideways. Uh, this was before we got to the point that I would, you know, lay my life on the line as his vampiric thrall. Um, he he was like, I really want to do like a dungeon master like help event, and I was like, Yeah, we could do that. Sure, that would be that'd be really cool. We started an event called DMMD, which is Dungeon Masters Mastering Dungeons. 
Uh, but we also liked that it was DMMD, like we're doctoring your campaign. <laughs> um, and it was just when it started, and it was just like me, Gabe, and like two guys. Like they came and it was like a round table thing where it was like all these experienced DMs would like talk about a theme and like, here's how I run it and here's how this person runs it and how do you handle it? And it, it sometimes ended up in Dungeons and Dragons and Dear Abby because uh, 99% <laughs> of the questions were like, so what do you do if you have a player that does this? And it's like, uh, talk to them like an adult. <laughs> but what if I don't want to do that? Then you're in the wrong uh, role for your game. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. But the Goblins and Growlers guys came and I found out later it was because they were like, we're going to take this idea and use it because this sounds really cool. And I was like, okay. Um, and then, then they decided after they had sat down with me and Gabe, they were like, yeah, we're not going to do this better than they do. Uh, so they're, they, they went from theft to, uh, absorption. They had decided that they were going to take what me and Gabe were doing and just like, be like, yeah, this is our thing now too. And it, and it worked out. It worked out great. Um, and then I am hanging out with my parents in DC, uh, about a few months after I had first met the guys and it's Alon who is, I had not realized was legitimately like a fey creature that was trying to like mm -hmm. enrapture me into like a pact. Like, I was not aware that this was how this was going to go down because I did not know that he had the manic fey energy that he does. Because he, 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 you get the mask in the beginning. Though I don't know how much of that is because if you <laughs> if you went to Dragon Con, he did show up to one of his panels in, like, cat ears and, like, paws. And <laughs> yes. You'll, you'll learn later. But he's like, so we've been talking about doing, like, a podcast and we'd really like you to be on it. And I was like, why? And they're like, well... <laughs> You know, how you talk about DMing, we think you'd be a really good fit. And I'm like, you've never heard me DM once in your life. And he's like, yeah, but we know your philosophy. We've heard you talk about it. You know, we've heard you give advice. We think you'd be a really good match. And I'm like, okay, uh, so let's do this for like six months and kind of see where we're at from there. Five years later, um, like we've been, <laughs> we've been going, I think it's like for three or four years now, somewhere around. So clearly it worked out. And we were sitting there and we were talking about it at one point in the shop and Alon was like, yeah, all we need now is a sound engineer. And Gabe turns, he goes, I went to school for sound engineering. <laughs> and we were like, well, all right then. And then we had a podcast. And the first, um, we, we sat down in Alon's apartment at the time and we were all crowded around a single snowball mic that was set in the middle of this very large acoustic room. Like it was a nightmare. And we had like three random people that were like hanging out that were part of like helping get everything set up. Um, and then it was, you know, us. And we had had a meeting before to be like, this is roughly the characters I'm gonna build, like the Session Zero stuff. But this was gonna be, I was running a, like a really short adventure. It's like a, let's see what we need as notes. That episode will never see the light of day. Uh, I think to this day, I think I actually think the data has been destroyed because um, I had them investigate a series of missing uh, village women. Uh, and you find out that they were being kidnapped by someone who uh, Alon had forgotten this point until the middle of an episode. Uh, Lord Byron von Weeaboo had uh, kidnapped them and were, was using them to create the ultimate waifu. Uh, but when the chamber opens and the waifu is revealed, uh, she flops out bonelessly because anime characters don't have bones for the most Accurate. part. Like you can't, like if you've ever seen the way they bend, like that's not how bones work. <laughs> so just like, it's a skin sack filled with like muscle and organ, just kind of like flopping <laughs> sadly at them. And all of them are sitting there like, <laughs> what? And I'm like, yeah, the end. And they're just like, uh, 
okay. Um, well, we'll get our uh, show notes together and record our first episode, I guess. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to make you regret this, so help me God. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's that's how the show started. And then we just, you know, crammed into this sad little, like, five foot by five foot recording studio that we had to leave between recordings because it got hot and we couldn't turn the AC on because it would pick up on our mics. So we would like sprint out afterwards, be like, <gasps> like downing water. We're all sweating, which is very conducive to, uh, you know, a fun, engaging play is just being miserably hot. It was, uh, yeah, that was. Uh... I absolutely adore that show, though, uh, <laughs> as I do with most, most things that Jenna has started me on. But yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. Um, I did ask for my Johannes action figure. I am still <laughs> waiting on it. Uh, I need this to become a thing that happens very, very soon. It needs to be like the Hercules action figure from the song Zero to Hero, where like you just pull his arms down and his pecs flex. <laughs> like that just needs to be. That's the whole. That's the whole figure. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> like I've literally like described <sighs> moments from the show to people because they've been like, so like. They tell me that your players are really weird. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, so like, what have they done? And I'm like, I don't know where to begin telling you what they've done. When do I bring in the donkeys? Um... Do, yeah, I was like, do you want to listen to a dating show about donkeys? And they were like, pardon? And I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's an episode. I made a, I actually made a quid pro roll bingo card. <laughs> um that i sent like i sent to like the, the fan chat in goblins and growlers discord there's a quick parole chat i just sent the so i was like hey guys what would you put on a bingo card and they gave me like a bunch of stuff and i was like there you go and one of them is like my players like inexplicably create wild and interesting npcs out of the ether and just show up and it's like DMing's easy when I can just let them do it it's yeah, like cool you guys exactly i'll just be here as the arbiter have fun it's like that's that's when it shines. So it was either the beginning, just like the, the the quick beginning of an episode or the quick end of an episode, and it was just one of them saying this was the joke that I, I cannot get out of my brain. It just it is burned into my brain. Uh it was Do you think Andre the Giant's lawyer calls him Andre the Client? And it it just shattered me. That was an Alon joke. Oh, it shattered me. Like, I was like, like, that's literally the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. And it just, it's in my brain forever now. And I was like, this is my show. This is my show. I'm going to immediately send this show, this episode to you guys and be like, just so you know, uh, you're living rent free in his head. Just forever. You you have art up and like a couch. Oh my god. Yep. No, it is. Wild. It's, it's a ton of fun. It's a ton So, you know, it started with my life being threatened. It ended with uh literally my favorite thing that I get to do. And the one of the brightest things in my life is being able to do this show with my guys. And I am so fortunate and it is absolutely my favorite thing. So uh yeah, it worked out fine, you know, ultimately. Yeah. Like you know, we started low, so there was really only like one place to go, but it went it went really well. Now you're the one threatening lives of characters. Yeah, I mean, I gotta tell you, there have been a couple of moments where I'm just like, 
you know, a lot of my problems could be solved <laughs> if I killed if I killed them right now. If they just rolled a one. <laughs> if they just if they just roll low enough, I could probably make it look like an accident. <laughs> oh no! Uh, there you stepped on a basilisk. Well, no, we'll know it's over when, when that happens. Like all of a sudden, like I'm just like I can't handle any more fart jokes. This is the end. (laughs) This is my line in the sand. (laughs) Oh man! The best part is you said it so quietly, but I could absolutely picture your Picard moment of like, "This is the line. The line is drawn right here." (laughs) Like just letting go. This is like it, it's like the moment where um, Aaron in for the game Grumps like was playing that that one game and he just has a, there, you, there's a moment where you decide what am I willing to put up with today <laughs> not this and I'm just like every day I'm like is this going to be the day that I use that quote unironically is today the day we'll it goes through out. my brain every day of botched. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I imagine that for you, all of the chicanery and nonsense, there have to be moments where you're like, if I just roll high enough. <laughs> oh, I I, no, I, you'll I have, get high I have load. killed their characters before. Just one, just once. Just, I'm still like, I love Phil more than air. And I still am mad at him about what he pulled on the stupid phasmophobia stream. So if you guys didn't see this, I watched that stream. We did a stream where we were playing Phasmophobia, and apparently people enjoy watching me be part of the Phasmophobia streams the guys do, because Mm -hmm. I'm a big old baby. (laughs) Uh, So like, they're sitting there and I'm like, guys, I'll monitor things from the truck. And they're like, no, the hell you won't. And I'm like, huh? What what do you mean? No, I won't. So for context, my Phasmophobia like level is like two. Because despite the fact that I've actually played it a decent amount, because I just, I either die or I just am like, nope, nope, I'll be over here. But there was this one time where we had been doing it as a fundraising to help out one of our friends in the community. And everybody had died except for me and Phil. And Phil was like, yeah, we need to go in. We need to finish. I'm like, no, I don't want to. We could just leave. We could take our stuff from their corpses and leave. And he's like, no, we need to finish the investigation. I'm like, but I don't want to. And he's like, Alex, come on. I'm like, Phil's got his reasonable dad voice. I can't not do it now. Uh, So we go and he goes after you. And I'm like, no, I don't trust this. And so I go, no, you can go first. And he starts like walking in and I'm like, okay, cool. And I walk in and then he backs his character out without me realizing it and closes the door and holds it shut. And within like 30 seconds, I am murdered by the ghost. (laughs) And all you can hear is him shrieking with laughter. And I'm sitting here and I'm like the top 10 anime betrayals of all time. Number one, Phil. (laughs) was just it was wild it was i'm still like it was so funny and i'm still angry about it (laughs) i'm still salty oh god we need like a bunch of people who are just genuinely bad at that game to play that game on stream i i will tell you sign me up immediately because a i'm always down to do things that will let me hang out with you guys and b i just i love being a chicken for the for the amusement of others Oh, oh, we're gonna be vying for that place. <laughs> oh yeah, because well, I am. It's, it's also oh. wild. Cause, like 
I love horror movies, but the second it's like a video game, I'm like such a yeah. whiny baby. Well, when you're like trying to to be a part of it, you're you suspend the disbelief so much more and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm actually going to die. No, I'm still in my room. Calm down. Well, it drives me crazy because like I so as I, I found out that I had a hobby that I didn't know I had, uh, which is an odd thing to realize about yourself. I collect obscure horror video games. Oh. Um, like I, I've been my current hunt is for the original Super Nintendo Clock Tower. Uh, that was, I don't think ever released actually in the United States. So that's going to be a fun adventure to try and find that. Um, but like all of the original Fatal Frame games, like White Day, uh, Rule of Rose, technically Rule of Rose belongs to someone that lent it to me in high school and then I graduated and I haven't seen them since. So if you're listening to this, please, uh, send me an email at alex at alphacomics.com because, uh, I want to get you back your game. I've played it so many times, uh, and I appreciate your patience with me getting it back to you. Um, like, Haunting Ground. Like, all of these, like, uh, video games that, like, 12 people have played. Um, and I really, really enjoy it. And they don't freak me out. But, like, modern horror video games like Outlast and Phasmophobia, like, all of them, I'm like, help me. Like, I'm going through Fatal Frame, like, teehee, this is fun. I'm taking photos of ghosts. And then, like, I, the second that it's like, all right, here's the same game, Outlast, you're recording with a video camera, and I'm like, no, it's scary. <laughs> I, I don't like this. I remember I had Fatal Frame. I don't know that I recognize the other two, but the one for me was the first Silent Hill. Oh, God. Uh, it was it, such a good game. Yeah, and I, I just played mm-hmm. it, and I remember getting terrified and being like, what is wrong with me? What is happening right now? Why? Like, debating on whether or not I wanted to go open the video game door. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, Why is this happening? I, I don't think that's ever happened to me in any other game, though, other than that one. <laughs> well, I mean, Silent Hill, the reason Silent Hill was so good was because it was incredibly atmospheric. Mm-hmm. And one of the mm-hmm. things that's wild, that's like just a dumb, like, video game trivia thing. One of the most iconic things about Silent Hill was the mist. Mm-hmm. The reason that they used the mist was because the game had such a low loading distance that they had to hide it. So they used the mist as like a fix, but it became one of like the most yeah. recognizable elements of the game. Yeah, super well um, done. Which I, that's one of the things that I really like, I know we're getting very off topic, yeah. but like I really miss this about like old video games is they had limitations that required the devs to be really creative. And now there's no limitations. So everything's kind of stale like it you sometimes mm-hmm. get like a really like oh this is such a good concept this is such w- so well executed this is great but like most games that are coming out now in the genre there's no limit there's no like there's nothing they need to work around so they just are kind of like well here's the game bye <laughs> it's like okay um it, it's like a lot of the flavors gone because yeah. you didn't mm-hmm. have to improvise using spices like that's that's something that I really miss. I really liked it when they had the RPG maker horror game era of like Witch's House and Crooked Man and all of, and Mad Father. Like I loved those, uh, even though objectively they're not scary because it's it's like it's less like pixel art than Chrono Trigger has. And Chrono Trigger doesn't work as a horror video game. So neither do these. But like. <laughs> They were effective because they had great story to them. There was a lot there. Like, they were very atmospheric. They were clearly passion projects. And then after that kind of blup, it's like, hey, 
we're going to make Resident Evil less scary because seven was too scary. And it's like, <laughs> um, but, but it was really good. Yeah, but we're going to make Village less scary because it needs to be more of an action game. No, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't have to. We could keep what we were doing. That was fine. No, I promise yeah, when the little body comes up underneath the house, that's we're good with that. Yeah, they're like, no, nah, <sighs> you know what we need to do? Werewolves. It's like, okay. Okay, sure. <laughs> but hey, we got this hot, tall vampire lady that the internet is going to go absolutely bonkers over. I mean, yeah. I mean, okay. Um, that doesn't really make it scary, though. Yeah, but she's going to try and kill you. Yeah, I know a lot of guys who are into that. Doesn't really up the scare factor. Um, She's really tall. I, it's just, I, I, I love like because every time that like they do something really powerfully, and powerful and good in video games, I'm always like, yes, now is the time. Oh, okay, well that was a flash in the pan. All right, cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll just continue playing this game until nobody cares. Hence why I'm still playing all of the Dragon Age games ad nauseum. Uh, until someone takes my video games away from me. Never. just went on the practical effects in video game soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) There's too much CGI in video games now. That's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, what I want in my video games is a guy sitting behind my TV with puppets. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want. I want to play The Last Door, but with shadow puppetry. (laughs) Hire me a man! I'm not gonna lie. So do I. The guy's just got the controller wire in his mouth. He's just kind of watching what you're doing. You know what I really want is the part two to this when they upgrade to marionettes and you get livid about that. Oh god, we're sitting here like, man, they really lost the they lost the passion, they lost the soul when they added strings to the puppets. Really, really lost, really missed it. Man, only old school's the way to go. <laughs> I'm aware that I sound like old man shakes no. fist at Cloud. Like, I know that that's, like, what I sound like. This is but... my dream, is to pick out something just, like, really, really weird and just, like, die on the hill about it. <laughs> there are some things that are obscure enough that I am confident my opinion is correct. Like, there's not enough people that have opinions on it, so mine is the right take. So you have become the foremost expert. I am the foremost expert on uh, why we need to have limitations in our video game systems going forward. Downgrade them. Downgrade them all. Bring back the Super Nintendo! (laughs) Make Super Nintendo games scary. the The last game that made me jump was uh, The Last Door, which is a point-and-click adventure game that looks like it is from the first Atari prototype. <laughs> it is visually, like, each character, if you look up the art for it, it is, like, nothing. It is it is not. But it literally, at one point, made me go, ah! Like, I jumped up, because I was so freaked out. The other one was, like, Doki Doki Literature Club, because I didn't have it spoiled for me because that's how you need to play the game. Mm-hmm. And I was living with uh, Bree at the time. We were still roommates. And Because at one point, by the way, we were best friends, roommates, and business partners. So there was no escape <laughs> for like a oh, few God. years. Uh, the fact that we didn't murder each other is a testament to how like deep our friendship goes. Yep. We, did all, we did both think about it at, uh, at different times. Just never at the same time. But 
Bree's like on my bed and she's playing her DS and I'm at my computer playing Doki Doki. And she's like, well, it's like midnight. I'm going to go to bed. And I slowly turn around. So fun fact about me, if I'm legitimately scared, uh, I cry. Like I, I just like, I don't sob, but like my eyes just well and like tears flow, which for the record is a very freaky thing if you don't know I do it. So like my breeze there and I slowly turn around in my chair. Tears are streaming down my face. And I just say to her, don't leave me alone with my computer. And she goes, what? (laughs) And I'm like, I, I don't trust the computer right now. Cause it was right after like everything starts going wild in the game. And I was like, I, I need you, I I need you to be here. I'm scared. And she was like, okay. And she flips her DS back open. It goes back to playing Pokemon. That is not the way that story would have went had I been the one sitting there. Yeah, no, she was just like, well, I I guess I'll fall asleep here then. Yeah, Uh, sure. I'd have been like, too late for you. You're already possessed. Uh, oh, yeah. later. That's, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I gotta tell you, it's also because I don't understand, like, technology. Like, that's part of why I'm, like, bring back puppets <laughs> into video games, because, like, I understand nothing about technology. The best I can do is operate Procreate, and I know to, like, turn something off and then on again before, like, calling IT. Like, I know very basic things, but so when in the game... It doesn't call you by your avatar name, but your real name, because it reads like the data on your computer, like like what you've registered it under. I almost shat myself. <laughs> I was so afraid because I was like, "How did the computer know? How?" Um. So I had to watch a video on how did it find your name, and then I was like, "Oh, okay." So it's not sentient. My computer has not developed sentience. Okay, cool. I can sleep easy. I'm just going to turn my, my like webcam this way when yeah. I go to sleep. It'll be fine. It's uh... <sighs> like, yeah, bring puppets back into video games because it'll scare Alex less. 2023. No, no, I bet it won't. I bet puppets would be entirely creepier. It depends on the puppets. Mm. Like, I mean, that's true. That's true. Like, I'm going to tell you, there have been some, like, puppet-based things that I'm like, meh, sure, spooky, I guess. And then there have been puppet-based things that I'm like, I uh, I need an adult. <laughs> uh, hello? Someone, Alex, you're 30 years old. Uh, do you have anyone that is 31, perhaps? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe 32. Someone slightly more adult than me. That is basically my existence is I need an adult. Whenever something happens, and that adult is usually Jenna or Alex, makes Maybe, sense. Yeah, <laughs> like, there are worse adult representatives <laughs> to have. Oh my god, Tim! Can you imagine? I just turn to you and say, "I need an adult." I'll be like, "We got it. We're done. <laughs> is We're it? done. We'll go That's find it. one." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the next, I the have... next podcast is your adventure to find an adult. <laughs> filmed live in the streets and we're just like hello are you an adult we need help you just you're just calling like steph cronola being like oh for real though you're like one of the most singularly put together people i know help me help i will buy you so many shakespeare's just please every shakespeare you are you are you are you need to be the representative. I have terrible news. My instinct was to call M Swan. We're fucked. <laughs> oh no. I don't know. Like I have 
have yet to hear Emily not make a very valid point. Even if she's like joking, I'm always like, yeah. but that would work though. So I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> You've got, you, you clearly like have thought this through more than I have. So at the very least, everyone is, is scaled above me on the adult spectrum. <laughs> The worst part about, like, the store sometimes is there, because, like, I won't let my staff do stuff that I'm not willing to do. Like, I'll absolutely be like, I don't want to put books away, so that's what you're going to do today, because I don't feel like it. But, like, when it's like, okay, this person's, like, you know, being difficult or something's happening, I have to be the one doing it because I'm not putting them out there like that. But there are moments where I'm sitting here and internally I'm like... I have to be the adult here, but I don't want to be the adult here. I need someone that is more adult. No, it is me. I am. There is no one for me to call. There is no one for me to get to, like, answer a question for me. No, it has to be me. I don't. I'm not ready for this. I don't, and then, like, it, it resolves and it's fine. But I'm always like, I need to sit down. I need some candy and I need someone to pat me on the head. Okay. Cause like you're, you're having the internal panic and then the narrator pauses and says, you're probably wondering how we got here. <laughs> That's so much of my life at this point. You're probably wondering how I got myself into this situation. Um, and I literally just explained it to you guys. It was, you know, I worked as an intern and then, you know, bought the comic shop and it worked out great. It's fine. Yeah. And my cat just came out of the darkness in a way that was actually slightly alarming. Terrifying. Bring back puppets. It, they scare me less. <laughs> Usually I decide I need an adult. Then Jenna comes and fixes it and gives me a juice box. Bless. Yeah, that's yeah. usually how that, that plays out. This is but the healthy don't... ones. <laughs> yes. The, no, the ones with no sugar added. <laughs> yeah. Uh, juicy juice. 100% juice for 100% kids. It's <laughs> perfect for me. I... I I, I hate how like so I have ADHD so there are some things that just go into my brain and then they're gone forever um, but <laughs> if you don't remember the Texaco US Olympic animal song from like the 1990 I thought it was like 1996 or something the Texaco gas stations made stuffed animals that like folded into like sports balls and they had a song about Dude. it that is in my, I looked on the internet for it because <laughs> I w- wanted to make sure that I didn't hallucinate this or dream it one day. And I've never been able to find it, but I swear to God it exists and it lives in my head forever. But God forbid I remember any math beyond the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> and even then I'm like, I think this is correct. Like, God forbid I need to do my taxes, but the Texaco U.S. Olympic animal song is is there. It's there forever. Be engraved on my headstone. Like the quid pro roll joke for me. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. That Andre the Client <laughs> is going to be engraved. It's like in the same way that it's like loving wife. It's like Andre <laughs> the Client. I had that same moment today when I was, I had the... Beware the penguins. Oh, are you going to? Oh, thank you, because yeah. I need this explained to me. Because he just texts me randomly. I was like, I had a Beware the Penguins commercial. It was a beer commercial pop in my head, and there were several of the commercials. And I was like, Did I just make that up? So I texted Jenna. I was like, Do you remember the Beware the Penguins commercials? And she was like, Yeah. Okay. Good. And I guess I should have followed up with that. I, so I, don't, that I don't know what we're talking about. So I need these explained to me. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some, some videos of it. Because it was just the, the only one. The, what it was was uh, Alex mistyped a message. 
Oh, okay. And it ended up sounding like dooby dooby doo. And that's the that's okay. the little thing that That's the, the thing that I remember. <laughs> so the one that I remember is like the dude comes out of the, the gas station or beer store or whatever and gets in his car and then speeds off and then like there's a car chasing him. And he's like trying to get away from it, trying to get away from it. And he thinks he's finally got away from it. And the car pulls up beside him and he's like freaking out. And then I remember way more of this than I thought I did, actually. And then he like rolls down the window and looks and it's like an old couple that's like beside him looking freaked out, too. And they're like pointing at the back seat and he moves the mirror and a little penguin just goes dooby dooby doo. Wow. Okay. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. That's unlocked. Yeah. I'm glad that this is apparently a core memory for you. I guess it is. Holy shit. And then it would just say, beware the penguins. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly it was an effective marketing campaign. Like, you're still sitting here talking about brain. it. Do you remember at least what beer it was? Because, like, I'm curious. It was but, Budweiser. Bud it was something yeah. but, yeah. Some kind of Budweiser. I mean... Okay, yep. I there's a there's a bush gardens there's a bush gardens near me. I'll drive down there. I will grab a random worker and go explain the penguins. I'm gonna say and I'm that. certain they won't call security. Are you the only one that checks the the quid pro Twitter, or do other people check it? Uh, other people check it. Okay, but... good. I'm gonna send like five of these to that Twitter. With the no explanation. That, the thing that's great is one of the people who mostly updates it all the time is Joshua. So he's going to be like, what Alex, fuck? what did you talk about last night? <laughs> I'll be like, what? He's like, there are 33 videos that Tim has linked us. And they're all about penguins. And I'm like, I don't know. I guess. Uh, uh, Just go doobie doobie. There's an explanation here, I guess. <laughs> Sure. Sure, sure love. So a... I can't wait for this. Oh, God. God. Yeah. I'll see if I can, like, live stream, like, record it subtly. <laughs> so he's just be like, uh, honey. And I'm like, yeah, what? No, it's, it's fine. There's an explanation that I'll think of eventually. So since I have to go research penguin videos, um, where where can people find what you're doing? Where can people go look up stuff? So you can find uh, me at Alpha Comics and Games, which is a shop up in Richmond, Virginia, in the Willow Lawn Shopping Center. Uh, or if you would like to just hear more of my melodious voice and hear me go insane in real time, uh, the Quid Pro Roll podcast is available anywhere you can't buy podcasts. If you bought it and paid for it, uh, that money did not go to me. So... Uh, <laughs> tell me where you got it, and I'm going to break some kneecaps. Uh, so... Uh, at Alpha Comet Games, at Quidroll, any anywhere under those headers, I will exist. Awesome. Uh, hey, good. Yeah. Thank you for coming and talking to us. Thank you for letting me rant unbroken for like 20 minutes about <laughs> video games and how we need to go back to practical effects, apparently. Uh, you all are great sports. And as usual, it has been a lovely time. Oh, oh yeah. Has for us. <laughs> All right, now that you know everybody, let's talk about where you can find them. If you want to listen to more of Austin's stuff, you can find him doing the Dungeons and & Drake and Beams podcast or another podcast called Late Starters. You can see all of that on the CZ Drop channel on Twitch or at CZ Drop on Twitter. If you want to listen to Quid Pro Roll and then tell Alex how great it is, you can find her at Quid Roll or at Alpha Comic Games on Twitter. 
And if you want to get a message to Shannon to tell her how great she is, you gotta go through me. And I think I can speak for Alex and Jenna when I say that not only are we thankful for the people that came to talk to us on this podcast today, we're also thankful for the people that listen to our show. So thank you all very much for that. And I hope you have a great holiday season. (laughs) 